Hello, and welcome to another edition of Kaleidoscope. This is Magda Zenon recording from Nicosia, and with me from Rome, I have Frozan Awabi. Welcome, Frozan. Hello, Magda. Thank you very much for this opportunity for me. Frozan, um, let us intro, let me give you a small introduction to the audience, and then we can get to the conversation. Frozan has served as a director of the Human Rights and Women's International Affairs Directorate of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Afghanistan. She has served her country as a diplomat in various capacities in different missions and has worked as a lawyer for the Attorney General's office. Um, during the Taliban era, era from 96 to 2001, she was an education trainer for women and children. She's got a BA degree in Sharia law from Kabul University, which I find quite interesting. I'm very interested in Sharia law because I think they misinterpret it. Okay, they use it the way they want to use it. And a master's degree in European and international policies and crisis management from Sapienza University in Rome. This is um, Frozan, but she will speak about herself more going through this interview. Uh, Frozan, you left um, Afghanistan. Tell me what is happening in Afghanistan today? Because we are, have a very short memory in the media. We have one conflict in the media and it's in the media and then another conflict comes and the previous conflict is no longer in the media. Please tell us what's happening in Afghanistan today. Uh, thank you so much. In one word, if I want to explain the situation in Afghanistan I, and also tell about what is happening in Afghanistan, there is nothing, nothing for women and human rights defenders. But the things you are hearing from the media, it's not the things happening inside Afghanistan because it has different layers of things in Afghanistan. It's not a simple conflict. It's not a simple crisis. It's going to a big catastrophe. When we are talking about the human rights, we are talking about the basic human rights, like food, like education, like housing, like security, like even healthcare. healthcare, yeah, free movement, free media. When we are talking about that kind of things, then Afghan people, not only women, what they has it right now? They are struggling with the poverty because no food, no income, especially for the women. They are not allowed to go to the schools. They are not allowed to go to university. No job, no health care. Then how you can think what kind of life is that when the people is thinking about the food, about the security, about the education, how they can think about the political participation, how they oh, think the, about sorry, the... Sorry, the women are also allowed to not, cannot go anywhere without a male escort. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even to church, even to the mosque. They are not allowed to go to the mosque. They are not allowed because only the man can go to the mosque, not the woman right now. For that reason, you can think how the woman survive with that kind of life inside Afghanistan. How can she survive after, before August, she led a life where she could go to work, she had a job, she went to school, she could walk around without male, a male escort. How do you survive that? How, the thing that concerns me a lot is the mental health as well. Honestly, before 15 of August, in more than 20 years in Afghanistan, especially in Kabul, there was a lot achieved, a lot, by support of international community, not only Afghan government or Afghan civil society, but international community also support for achievement and development, especially for the women rights, human rights. But when we saw before August, there was ministers at the cabinet, women ministers. We had the deputy ministers, we had the journalists, we had the diplomats, we had the ambassadors. In every part of 
live and social life, you can see the woman. But right now, there is no woman at the cabinet, no woman at the ministries. Even Ministry of Women Affairs right now, it's closed. The Independent Human Rights Commission is closed. Right now, no space for the Afghan woman in social life. From the ministries to civil society, even at the civil society, they cannot work freely. Tell me, Frozad, is there actually uh, operational government? Are it's not government. For me, it is not government. It is de facto group. It is the Taliban group, not the government of Afghanistan. For that reason, when they are doing something, they are not accountable for international community because they are not recognized from international community and also they are not government. For that reason, the things they want, they can do it at the country. And are they actually, because um, what I've heard is they're actually also not operating in the same way? No. Because be every, every week they have the new, as they think the policy, but in fact it's not the policy, it's only ordering the people. And every week they are ordering the people in new rule and new things. For that reason, even inside the Taliban group, it's not the things going in one hand or in one directive. Yeah, it's the, the problem. Okay, because that's what I heard, that things were happening. And what about, um, because as much as we very much support the participation of women, the men that do not support the Taliban are also facing a lot of violence. Yeah. It is right now, when we are talking about the violation of human rights, violation of women's rights, violation of youth rights, children's rights, people with disability, it is not only the women suffering inside Afghanistan. It is all the people of Afghanistan suffering from insecurity, from the poverty, from the everything when the women suffering in Afghanistan, the men, the children, the youth, Everybody's suffering. For that reason, all Afghan people at all, they are not in favor of Talib group. Yeah. Tell me how many people have gone missing? I know they, they abduct people from the street. How many people have gone missing? It's not only, because the Taliban is not educated group. Even the police is not educated police. Even the military forces, not educated military forces. And also the people, they have the gun, they are going at the street. For that reason, the things happening at the street, it is sometimes it belongs to the Talib group, sometimes it belongs to the people, they are, they are at the streets, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that, I mean, that's what I've been hearing from other sources, that it, there's a bit of chaos because you don't know where orders are coming from and you don't know where you can be attacked from. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. yeah, it's right, yeah. And um, from what I also know, there is food in the stores, but there's no money to buy the food. But you're also going to reach the stage where there will be no food in the stores. And going into winter... So what is the winter looking like for the people of Afghanistan? Yeah, right now, fortunately, the winter is finished in Afghanistan. But right for the winter the time, mixed up. Yeah, but for the winter time, it was really, really bad winter for Afghan people. Because when it is not the economy of Afghanistan not suddenly collapsed on 15th of August, because before that also, it was depending on international aid. It is not the income from inside Afghanistan. For that reason, when the Talib arrived in, in Kabul in Afghanistan, the economic situation was not good situation. And also they, are not, they were not able to pay for the government salaries as well. And the bank is also was empty. Okay. For that reason, and also they cannot pay even the people had money at the banks. For that reason, it was not, easy situation for Talib group as well. It was bad situation, difficult 
situation for Afghan people and also not easy for the Taliban as well. Because when they arrive, they face the, the situation, they cannot manage it. How they can manage the economic situation in, in Afghanistan? It was the, the fact. Mm. Okay. And now also with the Americans deciding to freeze the Afghan money and give it to the victims of 9-11? Yeah, right now it is going like that, but I hope it will not happen like that. Because on the 9-11, there was not Afghan people. They didn't t- t- did anything on that time. It was not from Afghanistan. And not the- we, but we all know that the Afghanistan has often paid for the, the price for the evils of other people. Okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Been, uh, because I think that it was said that um, bin Laden was staying in Afghanistan, wasn't he? Or it was said that he was staying in Afghanistan. Afghanistan has always been almost an easy target to use as a uh, to railroad that they are to blame for everything. Yeah. But nonetheless, even if they are um, liable, you don't just freeze people's money because people are now starving. Yeah, because the money is belongs to the theirs. people of Afghanistan. Exactly. Yeah, it's not belongs to the people. Maybe if they did or committed some things, the money is not belongs to them because the money is from people of Afghanistan. The people of Afghanistan is struggling with the poverty, with the bad winter. They didn't have any things inside Afghanistan, but the money is freezing in the United States. Yeah, and but even even I don't know why. I don't know there, the reason. Is, is there a discussion? Is there a good discussion going on of how they're going to unfreeze the money, of or whether they're going to unfreeze the money from whom? Because because the Taliban didn't recognize from United States as, and they are thinking about own self, not about the people of Afghanistan. Who will okay be so, part of discussion with the United States? So it's actually difficult, it's almost a situation without a solution because they've got no one to speak to. And if they speak to the Taliban, the Taliban, it's not the Taliban's money or the government of Afghanistan, it's the money of the people who don't have rights at this stage. Who are they going to negotiate with? Yeah, because there is no uh, Afghan people representative to negotiate with the United States. If they have some representative to negotiate with the United States, it will be good and they will try to find the solution. But right now, there is no representative and the Talibs not represent, they are not representative of Afghan people right now. Is the level of violence the same at a constant high or has it subsided a bit within in the streets? As I think, right now I'm outside the country, but as I think, it is worse day by day. It's not good. Because even yesterday I heard after that, they are not issuing the driving license for women in, in Afghanistan. Oh. It, it is from yesterday they started that kind of things. So what they happens not, to, They what are happens not allowed. What happens to the women that have a driver's license? Are they cancelling it? Maybe they cancelled uh, that one as well, but right now they are not issuing after that the license. Yeah. It's getting worse by the day, and people are not talking about this. People are not the, talking about this at all in the international community. Right now, the people thinking about the food, about the health care, about the education, about the basic rights, not about the things like political participation, as I told, or the things like that, like driving license at that. No, but if, if you were in that position, you would be saying, thinking about the same things. You'd be thinking, how am I going to feed my family? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're thinking about the security, about own security, about the family security. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the biggest challenge, what do you think the biggest challenge they face is? It's starvation, um, famine. What is the biggest challenge they are facing within Afghanistan now? For the people of Afghanistan? Every part of life is challenging right now for Afghan people. As I told from the children, from the youth, from the men, from the women, from the LGBT, every woman being in Afghanistan is suffering. 
And every part of life is challenging right now in Afghanistan. There is no easy part of life. There is no easy part of life in Afghanistan. Tell me why did you, you were in Afghanistan until the 15th. Tell me a little bit about your story of where you were when Kabul fell and what you did afterwards. Yeah, the, the, the day Taliban arrived in Kabul, I was at the ministry. I was at my job. Suddenly they arrived at noon, at 12 o'clock at the noon time. When I out from the ministry, I saw Afghanistan. In fact, honestly, Afghanistan was not collapsed on 15th of August because when the Doha agreement signed one and a half year before Afghanistan was collapsed, only the official government of Afghanistan collapsed on, on 15th of August. When I arrived home, then the media announced the Taliban arrived in Kabul. More than one month, I was inside my home and was, I was banned from all things related to my life, only stayed at home. Then, fortunately, I got the visa from Pakistan and moved to Pakistan. Then from Pakistan, I moved to Italy, to Rome. Yeah. Okay. In October, it, I arrived to Rome. Was it easy to leave? Not easy. Not easy to live and not easy to lift Kabul. Yeah. Okay. And then was it easy because I heard a lot of people got stuck in Pakistan because of the lack of visas. They had left to go to Pakistan and they had a difficulty of leaving Pakistan to go to other countries. Yeah, the, the, the first thing, it is not easy for the people to get the passport in Kabul. When the Afghan people has the passport, it's not easy to get Pakistan visa to enter to the Pakistan. When they arrive to the Pakistan, it's not easy to live in Pakistan because of the economical situation, because no money to, to spend in Pakistan. Yes. How they can live without money, without the possibility to live there. And also the visa process is also not easy process in the, at the embassies of other countries. Mm. For that reason, a lot of application and the process is so long. For that reason, a lot of Afghan people is stuck in it. And also some member of the family has the passport and some member of doesn't have any passport. It's another problem for Afghan people. Okay. Yeah. So are there still people stuck in Pakistan? A lot of Afghans stuck in Pakistan, yeah. And how are they surviving? They are in bad situation. They are really, because they cannot find the place to live, get the guest house. And also when they are arriving to Pakistan, after some months, the visa will expiring. And they are not, they cannot renew the visa or extend the visa. It is the, the big problem for them. Which means what? They will be sent back to Afghanistan. And also, if they doesn't have any ID card or Tuskera, they are not allowed to go to Afghanistan back as well. Whoa. It's the, another problem. Yeah. Well, that's, that's quite horrendous. So they could be in Pakistan. They would need to leave because their visas are expiring and they will have nowhere to go because they don't have an Afghan visa. Yeah, and ID document. ID document yeah. Yeah. And what happens to people like that? They are staying one week, more than one week, or uh, two, three nights at the borders. Finally, they can reach to Afghanistan. They can go back to Afghanistan. Okay. Tell me, uh, that things are really bad in Afghanistan. What do you think? I know the international community was not really helpful because it, if the international community had um, operated correctly on the 15th of August, we would not have this mess now because they literally just dropped Afghanistan like a hot potato. What do you think should be done? What is your expectation? Uh, as I think at first international community, especially United Nations, United States, uh, and also um, European Union and also Islamic country, they should maintain a strong policy, a strong wise, focusing for women rights and human rights in the country. 
the second thing they must have the they should set minimal standard for women rights and also they can refuse the provide the economy can aid for the de facto taliban groups as well because they are sending a lot humanitarian assistance the taliban can use the humanitarian assistance for our own not all for the afghan people and also the international community especially islamic countries like indonesia malaysia turkey also egypt can negotiate because in these countries women can enjoy from life from the social life they can talk with the taliban about the sharia law because all the time they are interpreting the wrong interpretation of islam about the woman rights about the woman presence at the society islamic countries especially indonesia the minister of foreign affairs is a lady a woman mm. she can talk with them turkey can talk with them well, i'm surprised that turkey is talking to um ukraine and putin and they're not trying to sort out afghanistan because then the atokan became the peacemaker between uh, zelensky and putin so i'm honestly, surprised ho- yeah honestly right now afghanistan forgotten from international community especially uh, that, that country like turkey or us or other countries yeah for that reason they must talk and negotiate with the taliban about the women rights but tell me if they only how can they get human assistance humanitarian assistance to the afghan people directly when the united nation and also international ngos and international community they are working inside afghanistan they can operate for the humanitarian assistance not the countries the countries can talk with the taliban at the political situation and also for the policy level from the top up to bottom of the, the tanks not there are all the international communities busy with the humanitarian assistance but it is job of like unicef mm. like united undp and also un women can talk about the women rights unema okay. so you're saying that the 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 countries need to be talking to the taliban to sort out the political problems yeah but the the un un uh, un united nation uh, european union red cross or the whatever needs to be working with enough to start to yeah. give aid to the people yeah it will be better for humanitarian assistance the international community sending the humanitarian assistance through the international ngos and united nation but the countries they must talk about the political situation and also about the development and infrastructure and also for the future of afghanistan they must talk it's a country it's not a village mm. and to, it's a big country to, with a lot of people and also they spend and invest a lot in 20 years especially in 20 years they spend wow. and achieved a lot of things in afghanistan But I actually think that's why a lot of the American soldiers reacted so badly because they know they spent time. They know they did things in Afghanistan and suddenly it's all gone. It's all gone. With a one order to leave Kabul, it's all gone. Yeah, they they spend the money, they spend the time and they spend the resources there. And they lost a lot of soldiers. Yeah. Even in their memory they should be doing a little bit being a little bit more pr- productive can i ask you another question um a lot of the time people are saying no one should be negotiating with the taliban because they don't have power and it'll be recognition of their power do you agree with that no in fact they are not ready to negotiate with afghan people because when before 15 of august one and a half year they sat on doha in qatar and they were not ready to talk with afghan people but all the time they are busy with the meetings sometimes in oslo in norway sometimes in london sometimes in geneva and also all the time in doha in qatar when they are sitting and had a meeting 
it means they want to negotiate with the international community. Mm. It is the responsibility of international community to negotiate with them about the women rights and human rights with them, especially the countries like United States, they have a representative of United States for women rights and human rights. And also organization from Islamic countries, OIC, and also mm. European countries, and also the countries, other countries, they have a special representatives. They must talk and negotiate with the Talibs group because all the time they had the meetings with them. Okay. Um, that's interesting because I agree with you there. They've got to be talking to someone. The only thing that I would disagree with you or disagree, not with you, is for some reason, other things were said at the table because the Taliban has learned how to use social media as well. So they say one thing to the Taliban and then they go back to Afghanistan and they do other things. There seems to be no, they, they're not trustworthy in terms of reliability of delivering what they say they were going to deliver. Uh, how, can, how can they make the Taliban accountable? Yeah, because when they are supporting Talibs, they must be accountable instead of the supporting from them. Maybe political support, because when they were long time in Qatar, in Doha, or they are traveling, how they can travel to European countries or China or Russia and Oslo? They needed the visa. They spent a lot of money for them. When they are, when they are spending a lot of resources um, and also money for them, then they must be accountable for the action they are doing inside Afghanistan as well. Okay, so what you're saying that they are spending money on talking to the Taliban. So they've yeah. got to they, um, hit them on the, uh, make them sore or pay in terms yeah. of, we pay for this, we need deliverables. We need you yeah. to deliver. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you feel, uh, you are now part of the Afghan diaspora. What can the Afghan diaspora do? Right now, Afghan diaspora is so um, hopeless because you know the situation of refugee right now outside Afghanistan from United States to United Kingdom, to Germany, to France, to other countries. They are not in good situation. Maybe you heard about- left? The How many people left Afghanistan after the 15th of August? The uh, official number the United States announced it was 100,000 people or more than 100,000. But right now, they are not exact number because a lot of Afghan right me, they got the visa and arrived. They are not by evacuation of countries. Okay. For that reason, right now, maybe two and a half, mm, 250,000 Afghan is outside the country, but not in Iran and Pakistan. Because okay. for Iran and Pakistan, is, it's a big number. Okay, so there's a, uh, the biggest number is in Iran and Pakistan? Yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And these are the people that are actually stuck in the limbo because they want to go somewhere else or they want to be there? Yeah, the, 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 for Iran and Pakistan, it's a different story because for the Pakistan right now, they are uh, waiting for the visa to another countries. Okay. So they're almost and, stuck in limbo. They're waiting for something to change. And okay. also for the Iran. For the Iran, it's different because they are going to Iran, from Iran to Turkey, then to Greece, then they are coming to the European countries. Okay. And also the people want to go to Iran for the seeking for some job or for the survival of the life. Okay. So, so you're saying that including the people that are stuck in Iran and Pakistan, it's probably in the region of 250,000 have left Afghanistan. Yeah, maybe, maybe more than that, yeah. Okay. It's still a large amount of people that are stuck in limbo. A yeah. Lot. And not all of them are as fortunate as you that they got a visa and you landed, you have somewhere to stay. Yeah, a lot of Afghan inside the country, they try to get the visa or try to go outside Afghanistan, but they are not successful for that kind of things. And I remember when 
in the weeks following the 15th of August, because I, in addition to being a member of the Mediterranean Women Mediators Network, I belong to two or three other networks, and there was panic with the women's organizations to try and find a way to get the women peace builders out of the country because they would have been the first targets of the Taliban. Yeah, the, the woman, especially the woman activist is the first target for Taliban. But the bad things, as I think, it is that the, the international community, especially Western country wants to evacuate only one woman or a lady, they worked or they are human rights or women rights activists. And the Taliban, they are not allowed the woman go outside Afghanistan alone without a company of a man. It's another big challenge for women of Afghanistan. Okay. Okay. Tell me, um, what would, so at this stage, you are saying that you are, you are calling out the international community, the countries to negotiate with the Taliban to sort out what's happening within Afghanistan. And you um, also want the humanitarian assistance to go through the international organizations and not through the Taliban, so that it actually goes to the right places. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other wish you would like to, other, in, another message you would like to send? Because I know at this stage, there is, I can hear your despair, your loss of hope. I wish for my country, at first, the security and peaceful life for my people. Because when the security and the peace arrive at the country, after that, the other things will arrive after that. The main thing is in the country is peace and security. Okay, tell me, have you still got family in Afghanistan? Yeah, I, I have my family right now. In fact, my uh, family, my mother, my brother, my sister is with me right now here, but I have a lot of family and also my friends, my colleagues inside the country, for sure, because Afghan family is big family. For that reason, <laughs> I, I have a lot of... <laughs> no, I agree with you. It's like Remember. the Mediterraneans. It's not just me and my husband and my sister, my mother, father. Yeah. It's the cousins, it's the neighbors next door. It's a community. We see the community as family, not just the blood relatives yeah for sure yeah okay are, are you able to go back to afghanistan right or, now yes no can you no. go back right now no because i asked for uh, political asylum because i was really in danger situation my situation was really dangerous situation inside kabul for that reason i left afghanistan right now i cannot go back to afghanistan but i hope for the future Okay. That's a very, it's very sad to be like that, to know that you can't go back. Things that, that things have to change for you to go back. But at least you say. Right now, it's not easy to think about future because every day it's going worse than yesterday. And also right now, today I'm thinking for the tomorrow. But I have the hope for future but I'm not sure about really new future for Afghan people. Okay. I, I think that's sad. I think a lot of us are thinking like that, that you can only think for today. You can't think for tomorrow. You've got to survive for today because it's almost yeah. too scary to think about what tomorrow can bring. Yeah, for sure. It's not easy to think up about tomorrow. And tell me, you've heard all these stories about the racism with the Afghan refugees. What does it, how does it make you feel? For because the European Union, it has been said that some countries are um, replacing Afghan refugees with Ukrainian refugees. Especially, especially Germany and France did like that because there is a lot of uh, history of Afghan people Ukrainian people is replacing Afghan people, Afghan refugees yes. in Germany. But for me, human is human, war is war, and refugee is refugee. But why they are doing like that? Because if they want support and help Ukrainian people, they can do in different way, not they are replacing Ukrainian with Afghan people. 
because Afghanistan, Afghanistan, it's not easy to be a refugee in another country. And all, right now they are replacing from one place to another, to another place. Yeah. Now I agree with you. To me, everyone, regardless of their color, their gender, their race, their religion, whatever, everyone is entitled to human dignity. Yeah, human dignity, for sure. Human dignity. So to me, it's, it's, I hear it and, and it makes me crazy because I was brought up in apartheid South Africa. So I was brought up in an environment where you're allowed to be considered brown people as not people. And that, that used to make me crazy, but I also grew up in a family that the lady that used to be in the house was African, but regardless, I spoke to her like I spoke to my mother. Respect is respect, people are people. So it makes me mad that people are so, put people in categories. If you're white, blue-eyed and Christian, you're okay. If you're brown, brown-eyed and speak Arabic, you're not okay, or you're lesser. We really need to move beyond that. We really, really need to move beyond that because I, I just feel as if we're living in the third world war. There are so many wars going around the world that we haven't realized that we actually are living in a third world war. Yeah, for sure. But but Afghanistan right now, they are suffering. It's enough for Afghan people. When they escape from Afghanistan, it's not easy. They left the family, the home, the jobs, the country, everything they left inside Afghanistan. They arrived to another country, but right now the behavior of the country is like that. They are replacing with another refugee. Yes. So they re, they displacing them a second time. Not the second time. For some people, they went to other countries like Pakistan on the Central Asia. They when they arrived here, they replaced two twice inside the like the, in Germany or France or other countries. It's maybe the fourth or fifth time they are moving from from the place they are living. And hopefully they, hopefully they are not alone. Hopefully they have at least someone that is familiar next to them because I can't imagine doing it alone. Here we have a lot of refugees in Cyprus and a lot of them are unaccompanied children. Yeah. And you wonder, this, they, we had some issues, a lot of Somali young men, little boys, 13 years old or 14 traveling, no parents, no brothers, no sisters, 13 years old. It's not only Cyprus. They are in Greece, in Norway, in the United States, in many, many countries, Afghan. For me, it is youth and also it is children. It's, sometimes it is less than 10 years old, even eight or nine years old, they are without any company. Yeah. I know. We just, because we're a small community, we hear it a lot in the news. I know it's everywhere. And we're a small community and because we're an island, it's easy to get here by boat. Mm. Okay. But you see that children of 10, 11, 12, and they're alone. Yeah. Because it's heartbreaking. And yeah. because they don't, they probably don't speak the local language or they probably don't speak English, which sometimes English gets. How do they cope? How does the, that's why I worry about all our um, mental health because beyond the physical, I'm hungry. How yeah. does someone cope with the moving around and being alone and not being wanted? Yeah, because uh, from Afghanistan, they are coming illegal to Iran, then from Iran to Turkey, from Turkey, then to sometimes Cyprus, sometimes to Greece, even they arriving. And also the children, they are right now in Norway and also in the United States, they, are, they were the part of evacuation in, in Kabul. For mm. that reason, it is not 10 or 50 Afghan children. It is the big number of children. They're a very big number of children. And a lot of these children left illegally, which means they left without documents, which means they are not being, they're not in the numbers that we are hearing. Yeah. The numbers are a lot more than what we are hearing. Yes, it's more than that. We are knowing about the number. Yeah, it's more than that. I don't know. I think the wish we should both give, and, and I think it's not just the job I should give. I think I just wish we had, we need to learn to respect ourselves and each other. We need to have dignity ourselves. 
and give allow other people to live in dignity. And why does color matter and why do we create wars? Because everyone's saying, let them you can you can ask you can ask the policy maker of the war when they want to start the war you can ask from them why they want to start the war because we we are not started the war and also in every part of the world the war not started from women no 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 i know i mean i know why the afghan war started and it started for totally the wrong reasons even in afghanistan the war started from men as well exactly <laughs> it started for really made up reasons after 9/11 for totally other made up reasons and the ulterior motives for something else and it was definitely the men that created the war not only in afghanistan generally men created yeah. so please step aside men and let the women take over let's find a way to live together because we could we cannot keep together and anyway when i see children whether it's your child or my child whether it's a black child or a white child they children they my children yeah it so is not it's not the matter of the color it's not not the matter of the nationality it's not the matter of religion the children is children the war is in war and refugee is refugee okay so let's send out a message please to the the international organizations to make sure humanitarian aid gets directly to the afghan people because you are on the verge of starvation there is a the communities on the verge of starvation the population especially in the rural areas i think anyway most of afghanistan is on the verge of starvation and negotiate with the taliban but hold them the, the countries negotiate with the taliban but hold them accountable you actually helping them to come and negotiate hold them accountable yeah because sure. hold them accountable and also the the international community support afghan human rights defender and also women rights defender inside the country they can support them there because they are not in easy situation there oh well, no especially the women's rights peaceful this women's rights human women's women human rights activists are very much in danger very much yeah. a target i mean we see it on a, a lot of the pictures i agree with you they should be one of the main um under the care we should be looking out for them a lot more yeah because they are also the target for the disappearances yeah they, they are not disappearance disappear but as i told at the beginning everything is not broadcasting at the media the things is going to the media it is not all the things happening in afghanistan i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot more and a lot worse because there is no free media even for national media or international media for that reason all the things not going to media now i know that's why i know um, there's a when people sit down and study what actually is happening in afghanistan since august they will be horrified yeah because what they are hearing is just the five, top 5% of what is actually happening yeah sometimes uh, only the headline of the news but sometimes even they don't know about the headlines of the news mm. because uh, when they are uh, going to afghanistan only they are focusing at the big cities like yes. maybe kabul herat mazar jalalabad but not at the rural area not for every single part of afghanistan for that reason it is not all the things happening in afghanistan and that's what the international organizations need to be aware of humanitarian assistance needs to go to the rural areas as well it mustn't be focused just on the main cities not only they are not because when they are talking when we are talking about afghanistan we must not talk only about kabul not about only mazar al herat we must talk about 34 provinces of afghanistan for single rural area and remote area we must yes. talk about the people because in this area also afghan people is living but not in good situation okay so we must get the international organizations to make sure that the humanitarian goes to the rural areas as well not just to yeah. okay anyway for we the needy to... people so i think we need to 
I don't know. I, I, I know you're feeling hopeless, but I can't believe there is no hope. Yeah, for, for now, as I think, and I know inside Afghanistan, for now, there is no hope for Afghan people, even inside Afghanistan or outside Afghanistan. For the what situation- Something happens and that changes. Because- Hopefully, if, hopefully. Because if things, if things can't get worse. Yeah, as I think, finally they must find the solution for Afghanistan, especially for the region, it's not good situation for the okay, so region push, countries. So let's push the leaders, let's push the big powers to actually sit at the table with the Taliban and not listen to the nonsense, make them commit to real things and make them commit to being treating the Afghan people with dignity. Yeah, and also right now I'm thinking Afghanistan was committed a lot human rights treaties, women rights, international documents at all, not only CEDAW convention, also it was 3025, it was Beijing platform, it was constitution of Afghanistan, there was a lot of policies, laws, but right now nothing in Afghanistan. They are not committed for the national or international documentation yes, yes. Of all, or legislation. What will happen for the Afghanistan commitment? I agree with you there so much, but it's what you're saying, there is no state. No, there is no state. It's not, it's not a government for me. It's only Talib group. Yeah. A Talib group that's not particularly educated or focused just on controlling people by terrorizing them. Yeah, only they want to, to control Afghan people. And terrorize them. And they, they are happy and they are, their tummies are full. They don't care if everyone else is hungry and scared. No, no. They're not thinking about that kind of things at all. Not development, not the education, not the future of Afghanistan. They're not thinking about that kind of things. And we fact. really then need to push the, and maybe that's what you as the diaspora need to do start pushing the international community more strategically. As far as the diaspora needed the, the, to find the way by self and to settle down by self and, and the family because it's not easy situation for the diaspora outside Afghanistan. Maybe after, some, maybe after some times they can do something for, for the people inside Afghanistan. And also right now I'm, I'm thinking about the integration of the Afghan people outside the country, especially Western country, European country, and also United States or UK. Because it's not easy process. For refugee people, integration is not easy process. Of course it's not because you, you left, you didn't choose to leave, you had to, you had to leave. Yeah, you, of, you, you pushed to leave. You were pushed to leave, and a lot of the time you leave without any belongings. Yeah, because when I worked in Rome in Italy from 2009, 2012, I was diplomat here. I worked at Afghanistan Embassy in Rome. Then from 2016 up to 2019, I worked in Germany, in Berlin as a diplomat. Then I back to my country to serve in my country. And I wished my beautiful country to do something. But right now they push me to be as a refugee here and left the country and left everything I did during the years and years in my country. I left everything and all, only I'm alive here. The happiness is that me and my family is alive here. Yeah. I wish I could give you a hug. <laughs> I wish I could give you a hug because I, I, I think of it as deeply as you've just said it now. The fact that you, it's not that easy for you to do anything specific because you're basically trying to survive as well. Yeah, for sure. It's not easy. You may be safe. You may have a roof over your head. You're still trying to survive because it's, they forced you out. But they, it's, not on, it's not only me. Like me, hundreds, hundreds of women of Afghanistan. No, no, when I say you, I'm talking about you 
in the plural, not specifically you. You included. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Frozan, let's hope the international community wakes up. Let's see if we can do something to wake them up because we, we even the more quiet countries, we cannot carry on like this. We cannot carry on like this. People cannot be, we cannot continue having people being displaced. Yeah, because for Afghanistan, it's more than 40 years. The, the conflict, the crisis, or maybe the, 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 even the war continue in Afghanistan. But as I think, it's enough for a country like Afghanistan. They must enjoy from peace, from security, from life inside the country. Okay, so let's end this interview by saying, you know what, here's to an Afghanistan soon, where at least people will be safe. Hopefully. We pray for that. Inshallah, people will be safe. Inshallah. And at some stage, we will also speak about Sharia law, because I'm very interested. But at this stage, let's just hope in the near future, at least the people in Afghanistan will be safe and the Taliban will have opened their eyes to ensure that the people of Afghanistan live with more dignity. Hopefully we will have the discussion about the Sharia law as well. Thank yes, you so much. another time. Her. Another time for oh, that very <laughs> Next time we'll have the discussion about it. Okay, uh, Frozan, thank you very much for this conversation. I learned a lot. My heart is sore. Uh, that always gets why I get very sad when I hear about people that are displaced and have lost family and they you've lost yourself. So please keep yourself healthy mentally. Thank you so much. We are praying and for we, my country and for myself as well for my family. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you and inshallah, we will have a, a safe Afghanistan soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Thank okay. you so much. Have a nice Thank day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Frozen. Have a Bye-bye. nice rest of the evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.